Hello, and welcome to the Bizarre and Fascinating Details podcast. We've got a special mini episode for you. Darcy? Yeah, yeah. How you doing out there? I'm doing okay. Uh, like we said before we hit record, it's a pretty stressful time right now, but that's all we're going to get into. <laughs> right. Um, this is a midweek mini episode we put out for the folks that I found some cases that I kind of wanted to chat about. I just want to give a heads up, a little bit of a trigger warning before we begin this episode. We are going to cover some very, very emotionally disturbing facts with abuse of children. And hmm. if you are triggered by this and you feel like it may be too much, please turn this off now. Don't listen to this episode because we're going to talk about some really gritty, awful stuff. So I found this one particular case. This is actually a People article. And I initially looked at it just thinking to myself, some of the other cases that I heard about stuff like this. And this one is titled, Stepmom Pleads Guilty After Teen Stepchildren She'd Locked in Crates Are Found Buried in the Yard. Oh my God. Yeah. So a Georgia stepmother pleaded guilty to murdering two children who were beaten, starved, and kept in dog crates and buried in the backyard of their family's mobile home. Now, Candace Crocker pled guilty to the deaths of Mary Frances Crocker and Elwin John Crocker Jr. when she appeared in court last week. The children live with their father, Elwin John Crocker Sr., a one-time Walmart Santa Claus. And it, you see pictures of this guy. It's a doozy. Um, his son, Elwin Crocker Jr., went missing in 2016 when he was just 14 years old. The boy's sister went missing in October 2018 when she was the same age, and the family never reported their disappearances. Like, where was, you said this was Georgia? Yeah. Like, what kind Does of. Did it say where in Georgia? Um, 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 it did. It said that they were in Effington, Effingham County District. Oh, I don't even know where that is. Um, okay. I just. I can't imagine being in a place where your children, two children, yeah. would never be reported missing and no one would notice they were gone. Mm-hmm. Candace Crocker was one of five family members indicted in the children's deaths in 2019. So five Whoa. family members were involved in this. Just, just incredible to me. After the bodies were discovered in the family's yard in Guyton. So Guyton, Georgia. I, hmm. Let's look where that is real quick here. I don't know where that is. Um, Guyton, Georgia. So from what it looks like, it is a very small town a few miles north of Savannah, Georgia. Oh, okay. So that's way, way down there. It's not quite on the coast, but it's definitely, let's see how far yeah, that is. Okay. Let's see how far that is from um, Savannah. It is approximately 29 miles from Savannah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, in a plea deal reached with the prosecutors, Crocker agreed to testify against three other defendants in the case. The plea will allow this woman to avoid the death penalty, according to the Associated, according to the Associated Press. She will be sentenced to life in prison without parole. So, uh, she basically avoided the death penalty, but she's still going to go for a pretty long wow. time. The fourth defendant, Roy Prodder, was the boyfriend of the children's step-grandmother, okay. Kimberly Wright. She pled guilty. She pleaded guilty to murder in February. The step-grandmother? Yes. Jesus. Uh, he will not be facing the death penalty and has not yet been sentenced, according to the Savannah Morning News. So this is covered very widely in Savannah, Georgia. But the three other defendants, Elwin Crocker Sr., the children's biological father, Wright, and Mark Anthony Wright, Crocker's brother who are facing the death penalty, attended a status hearing on Friday. Okay, Holy so according... Moly. 
Get this, though. According to the indictment on multiple occasions between January 1st, 2018 and October 28, 2018, Mary, the 14-year-old young girl, was allegedly zip-tied, starved, and held in a dog crate while naked and was beaten with different objects. The indictment says in the Savannah Morning News, the family allegedly burned her with hot water and shocked her with a stun gun. Oh, my God. They allegedly duct-taped her arms and legs to a ladder to try and straighten out her limbs, which had become crooked after being held in the crate for so long. Elwin Crocker Sr., Candace Crocker, and Kimberly Wright allegedly beat Elwin Jr., withheld food from him, and held him in a dog crate as well from October 1st, 2016 to November 20th, 30th, excuse me, 2016. Lawyers for the three defendants did not respond to requests for comment. Ah. This, oh to God. me, is extremely challenging that numerous adults stood by and watched this happen to these two 14-year-old children. Yeah. Does it, it appears say that how they were caught? The bodies were discovered on their property. It does not say oh. how. Okay. Um, somebody probably tipped with the police off. Right. Is what I'm thinking. But who in the hell does that? To a 14-year-old child. Keeps him in a dog. A 14-year-old child. This is not a baby. This is not a toddler. This is a 14-year-old kid in a dog crate. Oh, my gosh. I truly cannot even imagine. I just, I'm stunned by the whole thing. Yeah. I'm stunned that adults stood by and watched that happen. And I can't so Im- many of them. And I can't imagine what a 14-year-old child could ever do mm-hmm. to ever justify punishment like that Mm -hmm. i just if there's any reason to enforce sterilization (laughs) people uh, not being not allowing them to have children uh, throwing the book Mm. at them death penalty for all of them as far as i'm concerned just awful 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 um in other news i'm gonna kind of drop into something else um this wild case kind of was interesting to me as well. Ro- Russia's sausage king killed with a crossbow in his home sauna. I did see, did this, see this one. Yeah. This is insane. This Russian oligarch, reportedly nicknamed the Sausage King, was killed with a crossbow in his sauna after a masked robber broke into his home. The man and his wife were in their banya, a traditional Russian sauna outside Moscow, when several masked men entered, tied them up, and demanded they give the money kept in their home. The wife managed to get free and alert the police who discovered the man's body, the committee said in a statement. While inspecting the scene, investigators seized the crossbow the man was shot with, it added. The robbers escaped in the victim's car, which was found near Istra, a town west of Moscow. One of the suspects was arrested on Monday evening, Russian news agencies reported. This is some crazy stuff. Wasn't he like, <laughs> didn't he go through a bad divorce with his first wife or something like that? Russian media widely reported it was Vladimir Maragov, who owns numerous meat processing factories and is known as the Sausage King. Maragov's adult son, Alexander, died in a motorcycle accident in Moscow in 2019. Uh, it, I didn't read anything else about okay. his personal life. Um, Britain's Guardian newspaper reported later Tuesday that during a search of the home associated with the suspect detained the previous evening, they found an elderly man handcuffed to a bed. Oh, my God. 
The guard cited the investigative committee as saying the man told police he was being extorted to sign over the deed for his Moscow apartment to a criminal gang. So this guy's in custody, refusing to cooperate with authorities. So clearly wow. there's some ish going on with this there crazy guy. There are layers guy. to this thing. Layers and layers. What did you say you heard that this the, the victim was... I thought I heard he had gone through a bad divorce with his ex-wife. Uh, maybe she paid off a criminal that's, gang. It seems I, like it's... I feel like that's why I remembered that fact, is I was like, oh, maybe she was involved in this or something. Freaking Moscow is like a wild, wild west now. Dude, there's no just lie. chaos there. It just seems like there's so much lawlessness uh-huh. and corruption and just craziness there. Yeah. And to me, it's interesting that they only killed him, the the, the girlfriend or right. wife or whoever was in the sauna with him. They didn't kill her, and she managed to escape and go tell authorities. Right. Like, is she involved? Like, it just reeks to me of insider involvement because how would they know they were in that sauna Mm -hmm. and just i don't know it seems very very shady to me well yeah your first tip off that something's dirty is the fact that this was russia i mean there's all there's organized crime is really bad there yeah and this guy's name is the sausage king which is even more (laughs) gross to me (laughs) blah um okay so then i have one other okay and we'll you know keep you guys posted if we hear anything else about that but thank goodness the police were able to free that poor man that was chained to the bed he probably could have been the next victim of this but then you know if it is indeed a gang some kind of criminal gang there i mean is arresting that one person really going to break things up i doubt it right Right. unless they get him to talk which doesn't seem likely because it seems like there's the threat of getting murdered in jail is pretty high, too. Seriously, right? So. And I'm going to end it, I think, today with a, a, a more heartwarming story. Oh, good. We need something tale So that we could lighten things up just to scotch. But there's an article on The Telegraph. And I don't know if you were aware of this major earthquake that just happened in Turkey. Yeah. Just intense. But a four-year-old girl was rescued alive in Turkey four days after the deadly oh earthquake. Oh, so she was buried for alive for four days before they pulled her out. But Turkish rescuers saved another young girl from a collapsed apartment building on Tuesday, four days after a deadly earthquake hit the Aegean region. This young girl was carried to an ambulance wrapped in a space blanket flanked by a cheering rescue team of cheering rescue workers on Tuesday morning. In a similar scene the day before, a three-year-old girl was found alive. Uh, just mm. crazy. We've witnessed a miracle in the 91st hour. So they found her 91 hours after this earthquake wow. hit and pulled this poor little four-year-old out alive. Along with the great pain we have experienced, we all have this joy as well, said the team. The death toll from Friday's earthquake has now reached 102, mm. mostly in the Turkish province of Izmir, where two fatalities on the Greek island of Samos also occurred. This was a 7.0 earthquake. Jesus. Which injured 994 people according to Turkey's Disaster and Emergency Relief Authority, with 147 patients still hospitalized, but rescuers in Izmir are still searching for five buildings, are still searching five buildings for unknown missing people. They don't know how many there are, but in the worst affected Izmir town of Bayralki, residents experienced jubilation and sorrow on Monday as three-year-old, a three, the three-year-old was found and 14-year-old sibling was also rescued alive while each of these children lost an additional sibling. Mm. So they were rescued, but they ended up losing a sibling for each one of those children. The country has experienced 1,464 aftershocks. Holy moly. 
including 44 above a 4 in magnitude. Can oh you imagine? That's just earthquake. Yeah. 1,464 aftershocks. Wow. Within, like, the, the week, right? Mm. Thousands of residents are staying in tents following the repeated tremors. Like, whew. Mm. Friday's earthquake was the deadliest in Turkey since another in the eastern city of Van in 2011 killed 600 people. A quake in January this year killed 41 people in the eastern province of Alazig. Turkey is bisected by major fault lines in one of the world's most active seismic zones. Wow. In 19... Get this, though. In 1999, two powerful quakes killed more than 17,000 mm. people. And we talked about this on the podcast about the Dulls. The Dulls. Oh, yeah. But it killed 17,000 people in the country's northwest area, including 1,000 in the capital of Istanbul. 17,000 people wow. it killed. Just crazy. Yeah. I mean, earthquakes are no freaking joke. Uh-uh. I remember. And the weird part is, is I'm from p- the Pacific Northwest up by the Canadian border. And we literally had some of the most intense earthquakes I've ever experienced when I lived there. Really? Rather than when I spent 15 years in California. And I do remember a couple of, of bigger mm-hmm. kind of earthquakes in California, but they were a different sort of an earthquake. Like the earthquakes in California were more like a rumbling yeah. kind of a... It's like a rolling... Uh, and then the ones that I was in in the Pacific Northwest, one when I was in college was awful, and one when I was in law school. And I was in the, the building at Seattle University when the, that particular earthquake struck, and I remember looking up and just seeing the lamps in mm. the classroom just swaying side to side, like almost hitting the ceiling. That's how oh my gosh. intense that was. It was a sway. Yeah sort of an earthquake. And I think it was a different sort of earthquake than the one when I was in college. Cause the one when I was in college, I was in the dorms and these dorms sat like on the side of a cliff. Oh my gosh. These that's big terrifying. buildings on the side of a massive cliff. And I remember I was standing or sitting or something like that out in the hallway. And there was a sound like a semi truck <gasps> was driving through the hallway. And I remember thinking to myself, what in the hell is there a semi truck driving by the dorm right now? It was loud and it was kind of rumbly yeah. shaky and and I remember thinking to myself, what is going I never once thought it was an earthquake because I'd never been in a major earthquake right. before. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what this is. And maybe it's just truck driving too close to the building, which yeah. made no sense. But in any case, that was my, my earthquake I, experience. And I really haven't seen too many in, in California the time that I was there, even though it was supposed to be known for its earthquakes. Yeah, I mean, I definitely felt earthquakes when I was out there, but like it was very much like a rolling earthquake and then it was over and you're like, oh. That was an earthquake. Like, they were so minor, the ones that I experienced in my five years out there. And, like, to me, having grown up in Alabama and living back in the South now, I would rather go through an earthquake than tornado because I've been in a really, really bad tornado. I haven't been in a really, really bad earthquake. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know, though. I mean, the the West Coast definitely yeah. has some very different sorts of earthquakes than other areas just because they're on that fault mm-hmm. line, I think, that runs up the coast or near the coast. That was some intense stuff, like the ones that I went through. And I think one of them was like a six or a seven, and the other one was like a five yeah. something or another. I feel like the highest one I ever was in was like a three something. I don't think I ever was in anything like big, big. No. And to me, they weren't really scary. I'd, I'd never felt scared mm-hmm. until after when I realized what it was. And I was like, oh, God. Mm. Um, but then you think about these countries like Turkey that are very different yeah. in their building and in their regulations and the way construction works there. And you see the significant damage Mm -hmm. that these sorts of earthquakes, and then you have the ones in Tokyo as well, where so Mm -hmm. many people, or in different, like, uh, what are they, Pacific Island 
where they had the tsunamis and all that kind of stuff. Uh Very, very intense. Yeah. And then the one that triggered the nuclear disaster in Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be something that we need to talk about. Weather's crazy, y'all. Earthquakes are definitely very intense. Uh And there's some very significant stories surrounding some of the major ones that we'd suffered through. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, you want to go ahead and wrap the episode up? Yeah. So, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you can shoot us an email. We're at the BFD podcast at gmail.com. Um, if you feel strongly the way I do about these child cases and you're all for prosecution to the fullest extent of the law, shoot us an email. Tell us about it. Mm-hmm. I feel extremely strongly about cases that involve young children, yeah. children in general, or animals, or elderly. To me, like I feel like there's no excuse mm-hmm. for injuring harming molesting hurting those helpless harmless individuals it's there's no excuse for that and it's awful so if you um would like to subscribe to our podcast we would ask that you please rate review and subscribe it really helps us to stand out on the charts for true crime podcast listeners and helps us come up on more searches and things like that um, Darcy's social media? Yeah, we are at the BFD podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. So we post all kinds of pictures and stories and all that there too. Yeah, so I, I, I post a few pictures on this for some of the, the pictures of these awful individuals that have done stuff like this. Um, and then some inspiring pictures of the little girl mm, that was rescued yeah. in Turkey because it really is heartwarming that her family was probably so relieved to find her. Yeah. And this is a four, four-year-old girl. Like, just can you imagine... I can't mm-hmm. even. So in any case, please join us again next week when we talk more about weird, wacky, and wild cases. Good night, podcast peeps. Stay safe. Keep it real. And always live your very best life. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>